0: And what is going on, Spurs Nation? It's your boy Rob from Spurs Film Room, hanging out with Harrison from San Antonio Spurs Talk Clan, from De- uh, Destin from Clan Spurs Fan Spurs Clan, and <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> from Destin, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? What's going on, fellas? What's up, man? What's up? Dude. Been an interesting day.
1: Cold here, very cold.
0: That's good. Oh, it's that's good, good to bring out those old Spurs beanies, man.
1: Well, I mean, if I'm <laughs> fine bringing out the beanies in like 70 degrees, I didn't need it to get down to like 30 or 27.
0: <laughs> nah, nothing <laughs> nothing was uh was better than then Beanie Harrison during the during early COVID, he had to cut his hair.
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: I'll be honest with you, right now, I really do need a haircut, but I just decided to own it, and my head was actually cold this time.
2: <laughs> Man, I haven't been to the barbershop in a year. Like Dude, it's, me it's, neither. It's weird. it's weird. Yeah, it sucks.
0: It sucks so bad. oh wait. You so have to bad. wear a mask and stuff. It's a little weird. It's A little weird. It is weird. Everything's yeah. weird right now. Hey, respect
1: um, to y'all barbers out there, though, because I'm trash at cutting my own hair, with, and all I do is buzz ooh. it when I have to. I'm like, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Bro, your barber is, is one of those things as a man. Like, once you find your barber, like, don't ever leave him. Like, once you find the guy <laughs> or girl who who does your head right, never go anywhere else, bro.
1: <laughs> there were some pause moments in that that little... A little, yeah, a there. yeah I was gonna just lie.
0: gonna I was gonna let him have it <laughs> That's uh, uh little advice to the uh
1: You find someone who can do the head right,
0: <laughs> 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 right. Yeah. in your life
2: <laughs> Man I'm or sorry, woman You say man or woman <laughs> you
0: know, Or woman <laughs> hey, hey, we always kept him here <laughs> Now that there's anything wrong with that right? Make now- sure you have that hair trimmed <laughs> 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 Uh All right, Spurs Nation. Well, thank you for for hanging out with us. Uh, If you're watching, please hit the like button down below. Subscribe to this channel. And uh, hit the notification bell if you're watching on YouTube so you can be notified every time that OOC drops a new episode and some new content. You guys are always going to be the first ones to know about it. Um, So today, guys, if you read the title of the show, we're going to be talking about some of the Spurs uh, media availability, some of the videos from from Fox Sports Southwest and, and uh, Ken's five that's kind of where I'm getting a lot of the clips from that I'm looking at. Um, Mm -hmm. But the Spurs have been doing some interviews over the past few days, the first few days of training camp. So we're going to talk about those. Um, Then we're going to talk a little bit about um, OOC, uh, give you guys some updates. And then we're going to talk about the playoff schedule as well. Um, I mean, not the playoff schedule, the preseason schedule. Um, But first let's talk about these, these interviews guys, any of them jump out to you?
1: For me, it's probably like uh, Patty Mills. I don't, I don't buy. I'll start by prefacing. I said I don't buy into the hype of like the media days so much. Mm -hmm. I know people are really hyped because he was like, "Oh, you're gonna see Australia Patty released and all that." And yeah, that's great, but I don't much care about like, oh, the release stuff and oh, he's gonna be amazing. To me, what gets me excited is uh, if, if he's gonna play like he does in Australia. That's gonna say a lot about how our team is going to be run this year because patty in australia plays more of like a floor general role trying to get people involved does score um and it's more of like a pick and roll generated offense which seems like the game's gonna run through the guards this year it's gonna be a lot faster um and aldridge talking about like fitting in and all that kind of stuff kind of shows me that We're going to see more of what we saw in the bubble. Maybe not like winning wise. We don't know. I hope. Um, But uh, mostly just play style, which that's what we wanted, man. So I can't complain there.
0: Destin, what do you think about about uh, first off before before we talk about L.A. because I think we all want to talk about L.A., right? Because I got I got a lot to talk about when we talk about Lamarcus Saltridge. But yeah, but Patty, let's talk about Patty first. What do you think about unleashing Australia, Patty and all that?
2: oh i i th- man look like that's cool that sounds great um I, I mean i thought he always been pretty great or been australian patty is especially at times like he's gone on stretches where like he's looked great it's just that the competition might be just a little higher i think um and that's why sometimes it looks a little mitigated as far as how he looks on the court but yeah. Uh, but Patty Mills, man. i mean I mean, he's gonna be Patty. But at the end of the day, like, I'm kind of with Harrison on it. Like, yeah. when I see a lot of these quotes and stuff that they're saying, it sounds great. And maybe mm-hmm. like years ago, I would have been super excited. But I mean, we heard a lot before last season. Maybe that's what's making me just like take a back seat a yeah. little bit because they were hyped last season, and yeah. obviously it looked terrible. So yeah, man,
1: Maddie and I were talking about, I don't know if you all follow Rob Bedez on Twitter. Um, he's more of a Lakers fan, but he is a reporter. And he was uh, he put up a tweet that was like the top eight responses on media day from players. And it was like, oh, yeah, we have unfinished business was number one. Number two was like, I'm in the best shape of my life. And I was just going down the Spurs interviews. Yeah. And I was like, shit, that's pretty much we hit all of yeah. them there. But that's why I don't yeah. buy into media days a lot. But I don't know. Yeah. It seems like yeah, they're yeah, motivated.
0: No, there is a lot of hype juice, like, like like oozing out of this sponge from Media Day for real. That that's that like you know, we put the Spurs sponge in there, we soaked it all up, we squeezed it, and it's definitely a lot of hype coming out. Now, when it when it talked when we're talking about Patty, bro, we had Australia Patty Mills last season, this past season. He was our yeah. third best player, was he not? Like yeah. statistically, I think all minutes played, shot attempts, like he was third in like everything that mattered, right? So it was just like that that's not what we need. You know, like, like whenever we are requiring that out of Patty mills, that means that our team was not that good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like think about all these years past, right? Patty has never had to do that. We all know he could, we all know he could, right? Cause have seen it in FIBA. We've seen what type of, you know, scorer he can be, but in the NBA, it's, it's, it's a different game and, and he has his role here in the NBA. And I think when he's in that role, that's when we're at best. You know, yeah, when we have yeah. Patty Mills coming in, just kind of trying to be an X factor off the bench, great. You know, we don't need him to be our third, our third best player. You know, so um, that's that's kind of my take on that. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge, who wants to go first?
2: Uh, I, as far as Lamarcus Aldridge taking we, the three point shooting more
0: serious, anything about the interview that that I, dude
2: but... I. Him taking the – I'll talk about the three-point shooting, uh, and it seems like everybody had something to say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, look, I don't buy it. I just don't – I don't buy it. I, I think, yes, he can – LaMarcus Aldridge can shoot threes. I just don't buy that he'll do it. I feel like he's going to gradually go back into what he does, which is, you know, getting mid-range, fadeaway shots. I just see that as happening. I don't see this whole LaMarcus Aldridge – all he's going to do is is take on the Paul Gasol role that, you know, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I think it's going to be the same thing, you know, that we saw with DeMar DeRozan where DeMar DeRozan was shooting threes for a minute. And then he kind of went back to what he's used to. I just don't see it. I don't see a vet that late in his career, just switching it up, no matter what type of team we have.
0: Harrison.
1: Well, yeah, I kind of agree there. I think we'll see like, a concerted effort to be a little more consistent with taking more threes. But one thing I want to put out there is I'm not sure as a fan base that it's fair to say they need to do this. Cause I mean, like you look Mm. at DeRozan, that's, that's the biggest knock on him a lot is, Oh, he can't shoot threes. I'm thinking, well, you know, yeah, it's true. He doesn't really shoot threes, but given the style of basketball that he plays, um, DeRozan's a lot of size-up ball, a lot of taking people off the dribble. You don't see a whole lot of people you know, pulling up for threes that way. It makes sense that he plays the way he does. And Aldridge is a back-to-basket, mid-range kind of guy who likes to create that mid-range shot for himself. So it doesn't really fit with his game. And also, like you said, they've been doing it for years. It's much harder to add something like that when you've been consistently playing the same way for 10 and 12 years I, I just don't see it really making much of a difference per se and i don't necessarily think oh they need to add that i think they need to figure out how their game right now can work with the young guys even if that means yeah. eight less shots a game for lamarcus you know that's yeah. fine as long as he finds his spots and still contributes you, you know
2: hey okay. rob yeah, just just real quick. I noticed yeah. that you got the the music
0: on. Oh, you can hear it, probably. No, no, I can't. I haven't even brought oh. it. up. brought it into the. Into, I haven't even started it yet, guys. So yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna throw some some beats on here so you can we can vibe a little bit, right? So that's Curtis- on the speaker on courtesy like, oh, of this can... video on YouTube. In case you're it's like
2: he <laughs> you're can watching. Probably
0: hear it. No, no, yeah, there we go. No, yeah. So, okay, great points, both of y'all. And let's talk about the three point shooting, man, because. That's that's was the question last year and it's a question this year right you're right yeah. But first off let let me let me let me start off by saying I understand LaMarcus Aldridge's hesitation to to shoot more threes mm-hmm. because not only because of what Harrison was saying like that's just his game I mean he's just a dominant he's a he's like a top 5 dominant player in the way he plays like you know give me five guys in the league who plays like that he's 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 up there you know, on the block or the mid range, and I feel like even though the NBA is going away from that type of style, there's still more value in that style. Like, like as a, if you're if I'm a player, like oh, so you're saying you just want me to set screens and shoot threes. My stock is going to go down. You're saying that I'm going to get less shots from like my bread and butter spots. My stock is going to go down. You know, you you're saying that I you know, and I think and I think and this is and this is this is where I think Lamarcus Aldridge is right for not wanting to shoot him as much as he does everything else on the floor you know from all the other spots on the floor um because it's smart for him and i think that the spurs didn't have it in us had nothing to stand on to tell him to do otherwise right like like yeah yeah. it's because every time we we came in to the season he was like we asked him he's like no you could go back and look at last year's media day availability, and Lamarcus is like, "No, I didn't. I'm not doing anything new. I'm just doing the same stuff that I always do. You know, just try to get better at it. It's what I do." And he's not wrong, you know. Like he's he's right, but I don't buy it. Like now, now I'm going to, to Destin's part of, of of this side because in the interview from the other day, with Lamarcus, right? He starts off by saying when they ask him about taking more threes, he starts off by saying. He well, first he he takes a deep breath, kind of rolls his eyes. He's like, uh, yeah, I support the idea. That's the first thing he says that he supports yeah, you the You know idea. he's sick of that question. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, I support the idea to take more threes, and, and they've talked to me and that that you know the game is changing and all that stuff. But let me tell you why he has to budge right now. It's because he's on a contract here. This is the last year of his yep. contract, so things are different now than they were even just a year ago in terms of like what the spurs can ask of Lamarcus aldridge you know what i mean so there there's the whole thing about him supporting the idea and supposedly he's been working on his three-point shot since everyone else since he came off rehab i should say since he's gotten off his rehab something that he's been doing a lot in the gym has been working on his three ball he did say that what does that mean though that means that he's been in the gym shooting threes and, and maybe, maybe play like, like yeah. working on a couple of other sets, you know, that, that, see, cause it's exactly, that's exactly the a question. That's a good question, Destin. Mm-hmm. How are we gonna have him shoot threes? How? Is he gonna play the five or is he gonna play the four? Is he gonna be a small bot five or are they gonna play Jakob and him together where he's gonna be the, in a, in a double screen? You know, we love to run the double screen up top, right? One guy rolls, one guy pops, right? Out to the three point line. Is Lamarcus going to be that that pop guy, and he's going to hit that shot? He's going to shoot more of those, or is he going to be? Uh, uh, I'm going to catch the ball off two or three rotations because because here, here here's here's where I'm going. Everything we're hearing right now is like we're going to build off what we did in the bubble. Everybody saying that pop, like Dejounte, Lonnie, uh, shoot Rudy Gay, right? They're all Jamar saying that they're one of the reasons why we came back. Right? I know I'm going off on a tangent. I'm sorry. Let me, let me bring it back. No, you good, dude. No, what no, you no. Going? You good. I I don't I don't buy it because tell me why it hadn't happened before. Because he's yeah. been he says that he's he can shoot it. He's always been able to shoot it. And it's not that he can't shoot it. Yeah, right? he can so, shoot so, it. So yeah, yeah, and he can, he's right. Yeah. But it was either one or two reasons. It was either one, the team wasn't ready. To play in a system that required him to to do to take those shots like like the team wasn't good enough to not not give Lamarcus 20 shots a game you know it's like we gotta give our best you know our second best player or best player 20 shots a game you know what i mean like the team wasn't there yet maybe or and this is the one that i'm leaning on lamarcus aldridge just wouldn't allow it exactly that's the one he, he didn't he didn't allow dude we
2: if even if i think back of, like, when he was asking for a trade, what was he asking a trade for? Like, he wanted the ball more in his hands to do what he does. And, yeah, I, I don't think that he was willing to do it. Yeah. I know some people in the chat said that he needs to budge. I, I guess. I mean, I think at the end of the day it's not really going to matter. I think going into next next season it's just not going to matter. Um, but, honestly, yeah, that, that's the that's it. He He wouldn't do it. And I think it comes. I comes. I think it comes to the same thing with Demar. I think the Spurs wanted Demar to shoot more threes, and he tried to make an effort. Then he eventually kind of reverted back to what he normally does. But LA, I think that LA just wouldn't do it. And I, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. Um, I just think that that's just how LA is. I think that he needs to play his game, and if he's not, his his headspace won't be in the game. Yeah, you know. If if he doesn't have the ball in his hands.
1: I think it's a bit of both what you were saying, Rob. And it goes back to the first thing you said was where the Spurs didn't really have a leg to stand on in it because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think he was resistant at first because, yeah, this is my game. This is how I've been affecting. And I think management was in a position where they couldn't say, look, buy in or get out because look what happened when Kawhi Leonard went down with an injury. Aldridge's style of play carried us to the playoffs. Year after, seamlessly, yeah. he goes in with Throzen. Same type of play, gets us to the playoffs. This year, now that the young guys start to kind of sprout up, that's when it starts to become noticeable that maybe it's not fitting anymore. And I think that's why we're starting to see a little change in attitude is because, you know, like you said, they're finally ready. I'm not sure I buy it either just because that is his game. I, I can't fault him for... Not making an, a major like a major change to his game so late in his career, but mm-hmm. I, I think his change in attitude might start coming a little uh, in these media days because of that. Because the team's whole style of play has now drastically changed, so mm-hmm. I, I think he knows if he doesn't at least try to make it look like he's buying into that, yeah, you know, it, it's not yeah. going to work out. And for his, that- in his defense, he's a good teammate, so I think you know it's it's part of. Hey, I'm here, even if it's not gonna happen. So that's just my two cents on it.
2: I don't think it's gonna work out if he has to have the ball, or if he if he takes that back seat role. I don't think LA is that type of player. No. I think that I think that he has to have the ball in his hands. Honestly, I don't even think that that's necessarily a, a good thing. I actually think it's kind of a bad thing because um, I think back when when um, when he was with Kawhi. Honestly, I mean, if you go back to those games, especially the 2017 season. He he was not really in it, dude. Like, he wasn't really there to me. Um, It seems like Kawhi Leonard, when he had to have the ball and Kawhi Leonard kind of became the guy, L.A. took a back seat, and he just didn't seem happy. Obviously, you know, hindsight, he asked for a trade after. Yeah. But at the moment, I could tell that L.A. wasn't really in it. I mean, even if we go back one game in particular that I think I, I always put a microscope on is the Rockets game where Kawhi had that crazy three on the Neneh And then he had the block on uh, Harden. Yeah. After that, uh, LA, LA, yeah, LA didn't even fight hard to me. I don't think he fought hard enough for the rebound. And Kawhi just said, Give me that. I think that that was kind of the whole season was like Kawhi taking over and LA is like not really just kind of taking the back seat. But I don't know.
0: Yeah. And, you know, why did he ask for a trade? Because we were asking him to change his game. Do y'all remember? Like, that's why he mm-hmm. wanted to leave. It wasn't because he didn't get along with his teammates or he didn't get no, along with the coaching no. staff or or whatever. I mean, I think there was a, a, a Kawhi factor in there, a Kawhi fork in there somewhere. But I think the meat and potatoes was all about he didn't want to change what he does. And back then, that's I don't true. know what, he was on the second year of his contract or something. Um, mm-hmm. And now he's, he's about to be a free agent. So Harrison, this one's for you players like let, let's try to list some names that play like uh, let's list some players that play like LaMarcus Aldridge right so okay so
1: it's not many well, occasionally DeMarcus Cousins maybe mm-hmm. Joel Embiid a little bit I I know they're not really comparable but just kind of back to basket kind of guys Nikola Jokic yeah. uh used Nurkic a little bit even though he's starting mm-hmm. to turn into you know more of a face-up Hassan Whiteside at times I mean, there's very few of them out there now.
0: Jokic is pretty the only one that can shoot, maybe the way that that he shoots. Um, LaMarcus also, out of all those guys.
1: you know, the, the thing is, Jokic uh, he can handle and pass really well. I mean, he's yeah. an anomaly at that position. And
0: so, so we'll take him out very, of. We'll take yeah, we'll take him out of the equation. What's the market on a mid-range player, LaMarcus Aldridge's age? Um, he's a very high-caliber player. Like he's like. He's like a silver bullet, you know what I mean, in your holster, right? But how valuable is that silver bullet when vi- vampires have been extinct, you know, for freaking 3,000 years? You know what I'm saying? So what is his market value right now? And I think that that, that the answer to that question, Harrison, is going to tell me why he's more open and supports the idea of shooting oh, more yeah. threes this season. And, and all the guys is- that you- oh, Go ahead. My bad, Harrison. I, I was Let's just
2: going to say, on. all the guys that you – that you mentioned can also shoot threes very well or pretty consistently at least tries to make an effort to shoot more threes
1: yeah well and and like to your point rob there's a market but there's not a 24 million dollar a year market um and so right now you know that i mean look at christian wood he's considered a very valuable type center in this league and he got what 13 million a year um granted it's a it contract for him but uh yeah, Mariano brings up a good point. Marcus All, that's a similar type, um, yeah. In essence, but what he's had to do now is take less money and and a big backseat where he plays defense, he rebounds, he gets an occasional bucket. So it's all about curtailing your role in there and and kind mm-hmm. of doing what you're paid to do rather than trying to yeah. still be the all star you once were. And I think. He's capable of doing so. I don't know if he's capable of doing so on the Spurs because, like we said, our our gameplay is evolving a little bit mm-hmm. uh, away from what he likes. But you know, we talked about that whole Warriors trade scenario. I mean, I think he fits mm-hmm. in, in on a team like that with a lot yeah. of you know younger guys and experienced vets. I mean, I think he even fits somewhere like the Raptors who are just looking for a, a bench guy who can come in. So. Yeah, there's yeah. a market, but it's it's gonna take some revamping and, and kind of coming back into himself to do it. But you know, LA's a smart guy and a good player, he can do it.
2: Yeah. And, and I, I, okay. I know and no, I was just saying that I totally agree with the whole like <laughs> what you said, Rob, like how much money that you have yeah. to spend on LA. But I see I see LA honestly just leaving the Spurs and then going to the Trailblazers, but the fact that no one really made a Good enough offer for L.A. Mm -hmm. um, speaks volumes because it looked like we actually were making an effort to try to trade them.
0: Yeah, so that's like the, the other part to the equation, right? It's like, okay, how much is he worth? But then it's like, okay, well, the other part is, well, who wants that? You know, how many other teams in the, in the league are willing to acquire a player like him? Like, that alone is is a hurdle, right? Like, it seems to be Portland. They took on Carmelo. I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't mind swapping out Carmelo for LaMarcus Aldridge next season. Like you said, Destin, he probably just walks back to Portland. And I, yeah. think, I think that's kind of, uh, that's not out of the realm of possibility. So, but... I mean, oh, you know, kind of getting away from the three point shot, he he seemed to to he knows that he's not gonna make any waves. I think that he's cool with just like like Harrison said, playing low key, just saying the right things and, and not trying to ruin his stock anymore with his attitude or maybe with his words. But um All right, let's move off LA L, uh LA for a little while. Um a- anyone else, guys before?
2: Um Emma Easy called me out. He said, Yo, LA blocked Nene under the basket. What are you talking about? I was like, I I'm <laughs> I'm stupid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I didn't talk about the block. Hey, oh, so, so uh, yeah. one
1: thing I wanted to bring up. I can't remember right away who it was, but we got two guys who we are supposed to miss some time during oh, uh
0: a few. We have you had three guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: So to me, I think we're going to get to see our, our new rookies in the uh, the preseason some here.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the pop interview since that's, I think that's where it came out of. Um, you know, something that I took away from the pop, you know, interview, not just talking about the style of play. He talked a lot about Trump. <laughs> you know, he talked a lot about that. Yeah, he did. Um, but I like what he said about Trey Lyles and how he said that. You know, the first thing he said about Trey was was that he's capable of being like a really, really good player. But it's all about confidence with that guy. And they started showing it a little bit later, um, a little bit later on in the season. Right. Like we talked about that plenty when LaMarcus went out, when Jakob went out, Trey Lyles went nuts for a little while, for about six games, seven games. And it's like, yeah, he can be like a very high caliber player in this new style of offense and I just I just like that because I think that he's gonna be one of those guys that we're we under we're undervaluing right now and who's gonna be coming up huge in uh in this season. I think Pop knows it too.
1: Yeah, and like obviously we all you know hate what happened with Marcus Morris, but I'm thinking, you know, hey, that happened and I think we got a really good guy who seems like he likes San Antonio. He's improving a lot. He's young, a lot of potential, and he seems to want to stay here. Yeah. Like I, I don't think Morris would have been that kind of thing. It would have been, you know, one year and two years done. And I think, you know, we're yeah. looking at Trey for at least the next few seasons. Um, but uh I think I think it made me really excited because Pop started giving a little insight into the type of play we're gonna be seeing. And mm-hmm. that also excites me a little bit with. LaMarcus Aldridge, because this is where I think his mid-range game could fit with ours, is seems like they're going to run a lot more pick and rolls this year, um, having Murray, White, even Lonnie handle the ball and initiate sometimes. So Trey, Jakob, and LaMarcus are going to be heavily involved in getting them you know, out into the lanes and looking for shooters and rollers and all that. So it's going to be fast in fluid basketball we're seeing. You know, obviously gonna be sloppy at times, it happens, but uh I think it's gonna be like the bubble where you know it went from just watching one ISO player to having trouble finding where the ball went because we were passing it so much, which is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah.
2: What do you what do you guys think Pop meant uh when he said that uh, it's gonna be like the the practices are different. I I was kind of confused by what he meant by that. Cause he, he said that It's a different because because everyone kept saying that he was saying that everything's going to change. Everything is different now. But what I heard was that it's a different approach to
0: the young guys in practice. I didn't know what that meant. What was he? Yeah, he started he started talking about teaching like holistically, I think. And he started talking about how they used to do a lot of teaching through like two on two drills, three on three drills. Right. And things like that. And he's like, well, something that's different this time is that. He's letting them just, like, go a lot of five-on-five. Five. Like, they're teaching each yeah. other. Like, they're teaching on the fly. They're kind of, you know, instead of... It's because, like, it's because it's guys, like, you know, when you... I can tell you from my experience, right? I'll just tell everyone who's watching. Right, I've coached for many years. But what you do as a whole in practice, you, like, drill and kill every little section of what you do as a whole, right? And then in a the game, you know, five-on-five five drills, you build it, right? You start off, you know, working on... You know your your form, your closeouts, and then your, you know your help side, and then you put it all together, and you're one hell of a defender, or whatever. But I think that's just kind of what he was saying that there. It's a more laid back approach, and I think the reason why he said that also was because we brought a like we have basically the same team. You know, it's like we're bringing back pretty much the same guys that, and especially that we're in the bubble. So they're talking yeah. about like like all those guys are back. Like and and I think because of that they don't have to maybe micromanage and they're not going to yeah. micromanage so much this season because of the situation of just, you know, the nature of COVID and the NBA and, and the schedule and all that stuff. But because of the fact that everyone's familiar with what's going on, it's more about like LaMarcus adjusting. And uh I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Right. Isn't that, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess it has to do with, uh, like you said, they're all back and all that, but maybe he did realize that their defensive IQ is pretty high, Like, I, especially Keldon. I bet you Keldon had a lot to do with Popovich taking this approach. I bet you not making the playoffs was a big part of it mm-hmm. where he realized he needed to change some things up, but I bet you Keldon made a big it, – it, it changed Pop's perspective maybe on rookies or letting the young guys play because once he played, I mean – Oftentimes he looked like the best defender on the court, sometimes the best player on the court. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he finally uh, just took a back seat to that. Um, I also want to address something because quite a few people in the chat are saying that, uh, it that I'm wrong, that white is better than Murray. And I have to say that white is better than Murray. And they keep saying that Murray is better than white, but I don't know. I think white, <laughs> I think white's better, but hey, let's know. just,
0: let, let's just let them prove it on the court. Um, you know well, what? Hey, but that's one a good thing. I wanted yeah. to say about the practice is I think
1: also too, this is where we see Pop adapt a little yeah. more because uh, it's just like the first time, and obviously like 23 years, we have so many people on our roster who haven't played together with each other as long as our big three did, um, and it was easy to bring in new people and incorporate them when they saw how these people who had played together for 10 years did it. But the most anybody has played with each other with the Spurs on this team is three years now. And that's Murray and Patty. Uh, They've played three years together, and that's it. Um, So, especially like with new rookies who are set to like come in and and make an immediate impact and all that, I think it really helps getting them out there with the other four guys on the court uh, and just seeing how everything flows and actually playing together instead of just drilling with a trainer or one other guy. Because uh, you got to get everybody on the same page fast in this short off season and hope for a better outcome. So that's kind of how I saw it. There was just getting people much more used to playing with each other, so we can build that cohesive unit.
0: I like how I like how Pop said this a few times, and and you said it, Dustin is is like I don't I don't remember us making the playoffs last year, you know. And there was a couple other guys who who said the same thing. But to hear it from Pop and him talking about, we didn't make the playoffs last year. You know, we're gonna change it up like that. Mm-hmm. Is is like that hype stuff, you know, that we're talking about in the beginning of the episode, where it's like, man, there's a lot of hype coming out of this out of this media day stuff. It's like we're changing stuff up. You know, everything's new. It's small balls the way we played in the bubble. The bubble. You know, we're gonna build off that. And I, and I think I think it's true. It's just uh, it's gonna be interesting to see the lineups that that uh involve our big men right because like yakub started in the bubble right um okay before i start going off on another tangent um anything else on pop before we move on i love pop (laughs) love them
1: last thing i'll say on pop is that i think that's what made me most excited is because pop's like the least hype person in the world Um, you could give that dude everything he wanted in life and he'd just say thank you and that's it, which is cool. But uh, the fact that he said that, it kind of ensures yeah, it's going to happen. It's not just people talking to get people interested.
0: Yeah, Last year, it was everybody saying we should, right? We should play this ball, guys. We should. What are they doing? What are the coaches doing? Oh, oh, oh. It was Tim Duncan's fault, I tell you. It was Timmy's fault. As soon as he (laughs) stepped away, everything changed. (laughs) I'm just joking. But we're going to say that's...
2: (laughs) No, I, I was gonna say uh I think us not making the playoffs is
0: probably the best possible thing that could have happened. Um to, to the guys to like yeah, a to, guy like a DeJounte in particular.
2: I think to our I think to our franchise period, um, I think that they kind of got complacent with just trying to make the playoffs, like oh yeah, just try to get in the playoffs. We gotta get in the playoffs. Because honest honestly, like there was even times in the playoffs, you think about game seven where certain people were sitting down where it's like, well, why are we, why are we doing this? Um, and it just seems like we were just having lineups that was good, that were good enough and we weren't taking enough chances. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think us losing is actually probably the best case scenario.
0: Definitely start the pop, uh, the pot. Uh, last yeah. thing on pop uh, in case everyone watching the thousands watching us right now, the thousands and the millions watching <laughs> around the world, Million. Argentina, Argentina, what's up? Yeah pop can rap if you never heard him rap go to destin's channel and that's yeah that's dude I'll, I'll,
1: <laughs> pop smoke you
0: ever heard of him <laughs> pop smoke okay um demar DeRozan. The rosen the so, I'll, I'll go I, first i'll go first there's, there's one quote that i liked out of the whole interview he said a lot of good things but what i liked is that when he said that he's gonna take it upon himself this next season to make sure that the Spurs are not in the same situation as they were going into the bubble, where it was like a must-win every game down the stretch and all this stuff. So, so to me, that just that that tells me the mindset of Demar, and that he's really, really like owned it. He's owning this these like young guys right here. Like he's owning these teams. He's like, you know what? Like these are my guys, I'm a spur. Like, cause I, I always kind of felt he had one foot in, one foot out. But then yep. like at, but then after this bubble, after what happened in the bubble, and I'm telling you, man, Lamarcus Aldridge not being there was huge, was a big factor in that. Um, but I'm that's why it's like I don't know how it's gonna work out. You know, I don't anyways, I'm going off the of tangent again. That mindset tells me a lot of a lot about DeMar DeRozan that gets me very excited for him, not just this season but kind of hoping he sticks around even after that.
2: Yeah, I I think, I think he, I think he will. I just don't really see him going anywhere. Honestly. Um, I just, I I don't know. He just doesn't seem like that type. Like he seems like he's kind of complacent being with the Spurs. Uh, The quote that at least the Spurs official media put out is he said, I don't care if people count us out. When I walk in the gym with those guys, we all know we're capable of capable capable of. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I I hate quotes like that, man, because like, what are you capable of? Like, say it like I, I listen. I listen to people like Giannis or I see other guys that like really want a championship and they'll just say it. I want a championship. We're capable of winning a championship. We want a championship. And it seems like there is always like this little like what we're capable of. We can do big things. We can be great. It's like. What are we saying? Like, just say it. <laughs> if you won a championship, <laughs> just means playoffs. Yeah, awesome. we're good enough yeah. to make the playoffs. We're good enough to yeah. get kicked out of the first round. Like, say, say what you want, <laughs> and it pisses me off because I'm getting tired that, of hearing. feeling you.
0: on yourself, goddamn it, <laughs> dude,
2: dude. I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of hearing these these generic like answers. I'm tired of it. Like, I don't want to hear what you're capable of. What are you capable of? What are we capable of? Say it. Like, I feel like I feel like maybe the. Uh, DeJounte Murray might say it you know he said that you know I want I won a championship or I want you know he said I don't want to be in the same you know I can't I can't expect to just be like uh, Manu Tony and Timmy just because I'm playing you know I know that it's gonna take work to try to get a championship he's verbally said it before but this whole thing where it's like we know what we're capable of like what 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 are we capable of? Like having a good season yeah, yeah, yeah. and
1: going home? Me too, because I'm like every team in the NBA is capable of winning a championship. They just don't. <laughs> yeah.
2: Every every team is capable of 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 looking decent and making the playoffs. Like what what are we what are we talking about? Like yes, just talk about championships. Let's talk about where we want to be. Like you, oh, you, I hate that mindset, dude. Just you know, know, you know what, what it is?
0: You know, like what we're, you know what they're talking about. You're talking about just being competitive, bro, and that's the sad part. Isn't that? Isn't that what he no, means? Like dude. by by what we did in the bubble, we we saw what we're capable of. What being competitive and actually like <laughs> having a shot to win a basketball game? Because that's all that happened. <laughs> we didn't go undefeated in the bubble. We lost like three games. And like oh. yeah, like even playing the way we played, and like yes, yeah, like I I understand. Like Rudy Gay said it too, and I, we can talk about Rudy in a little while. But um, Rudy Gay just said it as well. It's like. We, we took those eight games as, like, a preseason to this next season. It's kind of what he was saying. So, like, that style, playing in that style and 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 learning about learning it and, and the defensive putting in. And support, here's another thing is that Pop was saying in the bubble, all the vets bought into defense. And it's like, what? So, that none of the vets had bought into defense yeah, 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 before like, the bubble? You know what I mean? So, there's, there's a lot of that. Uh, and so, that's why I think just being competitive – is like what we're capable of, but hey, man, being competitive isn't a bad thing. I wish we've been, I, we we have not been competitive for the past two seasons.
2: Me, me and Ruru been arguing all day today. She said, <laughs> she said, no, he don't have to say shit. They gonna show and prove. Words don't mean shit without action. Oh, Th- wow. There's neither. There's yeah. neither. Ruru, <laughs> there's neither. There's neither. There's neither words or action. Okay. We no, no. There's neither. So you might as well do one or the other, like. Yeah.
1: Wait, what is this? Now? Oh. I think it's we got Ruru versus Clan right before uh, Jake Paul versus or Logan Paul. Versus <laughs> Klan, uh, oh,
2: yeah, yeah. No, I mean, okay. I mean
1: that right there is like exactly why I hate listening to interviews because, like,
0: yeah,
1: nah, I, I'm with both of y'all. I hate that stuff. Like, yeah, he doesn't have to say anything, but it's just like it's all this kind of meaningless stuff, like generic <laughs> stuff that people have formulated because. Yeah, they have to talk to the media, but they're kind of sick of it. So I, I'm just kind of looking for like ways that they're going to play. it. it seems like from DeMar, he's at least looking at, okay, how can I help these guys grow while playing instead of just trying to
0: win by myself, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, see, I mean, and Lamarcus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we always tie everything back to Lamarcus, right? Every every quote that any quote that Patty Mills said, Lamarcus or, or Rudy Gay said, whatever ties back into Lamarcus Aldridge. It's low but, uh, his
2: team. So kind
0: of. Yes. To and see, and that's the thing. I don't feel look, Lamarcus all his life, give him like to his credit, all his life has been the guy, has been the guy that teams draw up set plays for. Like okay, we're gonna screen down here. This guy, the screener is gonna go get Lamarcus Aldridge open and bring him to a spot to his block or the high post, right? We're running some type of action to get him to a spot so we can get him the ball. And something that a lot of the guys also said in these interviews was that it was a lot more free, right? It was for, it was free flowing. We were playing faster. Everybody got it to touch the ball. It can be his night. One night, his night. The other night, his night. The other night. That's what Dejounte said like three times in his interview, saying that. um that that there's a lot less structure well what they mean by less structure is an offense like if you've seen my motion offense video the film room that I did on Spurs film room on my YouTube channel it's there's like just a few basic principles it's just catch rip get to the paint kick out to someone who's open when you catch it don't hold the ball either shoot it and get back get right back to the paint right and it's just like dude that was it It wasn't like get LaMarcus the ball 20 times in the spots where he, those four spots, Mm. you know what I mean? And that's kind of like, and it's okay to do that when you have that player, right? Like when we have Kawhi, what do you think they do with Kawhi? That's all they do with Kawhi, just get him the ball wherever he wants it, right? But in this offense where it's more free-flowing, you know, to me, that just means, look, DeJounte said it in the beginning of his interview too. I don't know, we can can talk about DeJounte too a little bit. Um, I wrote it down here. Because it was interesting to me, so I actually wrote it down. I have notes. Okay. Okay. Um, DeJounte Murray said a few things. He said, When everybody touches the ball, it leads to a higher defensive effort. First, he said that. Okay, first
2: mm-hmm. saying
0: that playing in the bubble in that style led to a higher effort on the defensive side of the floor, which is which is Fine. Look, at the high school level, you can get mad at players for not giving their effort on the defensive end. They need to give it one hundred and ten percent all the time. But when you're in the pros, bro, and it's about your paycheck, it's like, nah, bro. He doesn't want to get. I don't never touch the ball. How am I supposed to get another paycheck? And what I'm supposed to go bust my ass? Like that's why those 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 specialists are very important. Like Danny Green or someone like that who doesn't have that gauge. You know, he's just he's just going and all the time. Anyway. There was that. But then he goes on to say, we don't deserve any national TV games. I like that as well. Saying we got to earn them. The word that he said many times, many times was together. He said that word Mm -hmm. together maybe like seven, eight times in his interview. But this is what he said about LaMarcus Aldridge. Back to that point. As long as he is willing to get on board with us. And ready to continue what we did during the bubble, will be fine. That's Dejounte, and going back to whoever's been the leader, whoever's been talking the hype, but not—I mean, Dejounte every year is like, "Hey, I want a championship." I know I've heard it since Dejounte's rookie season that he wants a championship. Like I—I I, I remember, I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. But he's the only one, and then he can't—he doesn't have the opportunity to prove it. Like Ruru says, he's going to prove it. Well, now. You know he's gonna have the opportunity, but back to Lamarcus Aldridge—the quote on him. I think everybody's on one boat right now. Who is in the bubble, and Lamarcus Aldridge is like on this other island. You know yeah. what I mean, like over here, and they're like sending smoke signals, like "Hey, you come in or not?" And he's like, eh. "Yeah."
2: He's a, he's like, "Well, I'm already kind of out the door anyway." Look, I think I think when it comes to Demar Derozan, I think Demar Derozan has proven okay. He has proven through the bubble or maybe a few other games during the season. That he can take a back seat and still be super effective. He can take a back seat and still, and you can still rely on rely on him in the fourth. L.A. has not shown that yet. L.A. hasn't shown that he can take a back seat and then you can rely on him late in the game or when you need him. He's the type of player that it seems like he just needs the ball early and often. Like I haven't seen an L.A. be hyper effective and not be the main ball handler and I don't think him being the main ball handler, even if he's the best player on the team, which I would argue that he he is maybe close to Damar, like one A, one B. But even even him being the best player on the team, that doesn't necessarily mean you're the most effective with the ball in your hands all the time. And I think that we will be much better if he did take a back seat, even, even as talented as he is, I think it'd be we will be much more effective when we have multiple people we can hit you with. Rather than just okay, it's just stop our whole offense and give
0: it to LA in the post. I, I never finished my original thought. I know I do all the time. I'll go off on original thought. I'll go on tangent, 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 tangent. <laughs> and then I'll remember my original thought like I thought, you, I thought you were about to tell me I didn't stop talking. I wasn't done talking. I was like, damn. No, 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 because because <laughs> you made me remember with your, your point. No, <laughs> I <ain't finished. laughs> like, I'm not too your point destin i was gonna say since all his life he's been the guy that oh no i did say that teams draw a place for him right so yeah. it's hard i don't think he's ever done that in his career being a guy that needs to pass the ball you that's know like that's just never years, been his deal yeah.
1: <laughs> literally since he was like 19 years old
0: yeah I'll say all i mean his life
1: i'll say like we can harp on la but like i'm gonna give him a chance same as trey lyles he wasn't in the bubble so uh I got to see yeah. what he's going to do this season, but I think just it will be fine. Yeah, you know, given I, I mean our offense is geared towards getting young guards involved because that's what we have, mm-hmm. and it's going to be nice because now we have a young forward in the mix too uh, with mm-hmm. this draft, and you know we got a young center who can rebound, block, all that kind of stuff. I don't care what y'all say about Duncan. I don't really care how much Jakob dunks the ball as long as he gets the bucket. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we use both of them. And who knows, maybe he'll become like a great pick and roll guy and all that. But yeah, it's it's easy to be skeptical just because, and not that like he's a bad guy for it or he's a bad player. It's just, it's tough. It's like working at a job for 20 years and then going to a new job and you got to start over and it's the same thing, but you got to do a different, play a different role in the company. I mean, that's pretty much what he's going through right now. And it's rough. Yeah, so we'll yeah, see what we can I do.
2: Disagree. I disagree with that. I don't think it's that big of a jump. I mean, they, they're asking him just to lower, lower his – to me, I don't know. I mean, I could be just being a jerk. I think that they're basically saying, lower your ego, take a back seat. We need you to shoot more threes. Just screens and threes. He's done threes and screens his whole career. Like, he can do that. Like, it's not like we're asking him, now we need you to run point guard. Like, no, they're just asking him to take a back seat. But I think mentally he can't do it. I think mentally – it's like something about him doing that where he just takes himself out of the game. Yeah. That's well, like a retired
1: person. Like if you retire from being a CEO of a company, but then you still want to do something. And then it's like, you start working somewhere else and you're the low man on the totem pole. Like it's a rough is it mental the, change there. Is it,
2: is it the same job in the same company?
1: Yeah. Like if it's something like that, I, I said different companies cause he moved from Portland to San Antonio, but it's like, if you were, I don't know, a manager at a store and all of a sudden, you know, they asked you to start curtailing your hours and they promoted somebody who you had been like managing to be your boss or like, he's taking the backseat to the young guys. It's not really all that similar. I'm trying to come up with like, what a-
2: they, what they what ask him to do is stop having a harder job and get an easier job. And he's like, no, I can't do that. Cause I'm no, LA No, but he's like that harder job pays more.
0: He's paying, he's getting paid the same amount. Are you saying for like next season? Yeah, like, because it's, it's a contract year because it's a like, so he's like, dude, but, but then here's this too. Gordon Hayward wedding, goes dude. out and gets a mad freaking contract. I know that's a different position. Like at the forward position is, is a different ball game, the small forward, whatever. But I mean, if he, if he takes a step back in his numbers, let's say like this year he has career low in all of his stats. You know what I mean? But we get to the Western conference finals. You know, doesn't that help his value? Like next year in the open market. I, <laughs> I, I,
2: bro, I'm, a, I'm a Spurs fan, Rob. I don't care about LA's future. <laughs> Look, you play for the Spurs. They're asking you to do something. Do it. Like, well, what yeah. is this? Well, tell like, that, to, tell be- that
0: to tell that to James Harden right now. Jeez.
2: that's why James Harden's a loser. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I you know. See, I did know. You see the one pop quote that everybody is like. He he said something. They're asking about Trump. He was like, well, uh, you know, I think everything's going to be fine. Um, But we're just hope he doesn't burn the whole place down when he leaves. And yeah. someone quoted it was like James Harden in Houston. <laughs> 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 I was like, yo, that's perfect.
0: That is so good, dude. That hey, I will say so this about good.
1: LA. At least he's actually a training camp, but he's not at some strip club.
0: Just like that's what like mind minding his own business. Dude, that's for true. real. I right. like LA.
2: I like right. him. Yes. I like LA.
0: Yes, I mean, guys, like here, here, here's the flip side to this whole coin of this whole show that we've been kind of dogging LA about all this. If he comes in and does it and does it fantastically, like imagine how good, because because the whole thing is him not wanting to do it, right? He doesn't yeah. want to do it. Okay, well, imagine if he wanted to do it. Like imagine if he starts shooting fucking two feet behind the three point line and just fucking knocks him down in transition, like no one's business. Like like you like you know what I mean? Because. He's he's a superstar. Like he's he's an all star like type guy. Like he's capable of changing his game. The best yeah. dude, David,
2: you know, and David and David in the chat. He said, it's not lame, dude. It's life. Well, you know, if if you're working at a company, let's just say it's life. OK, you say you say it's your it's your job, David. And your boss, or maybe you are the boss, I don't know. But your boss says, hey, I need you to take on a lesser role. I need you to do something something else. Instead of stalking everything, I need you to be the cashier or something. Are you going to say, no, this is what I'm good at. This is what I do. Or are you just going to do it? Because that's my thing with LA. It's like they're asking him to do this. Just do it. I don't see this whole, like, well, we got to look at it from LA's perspective. The whole team is on board with it. Yeah, just the
0: whole team it. is on board.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's on board with it. Just do that's it.
0: That's what DeJounte was saying. Is like He needs to get on board with us. And we'll we'll be fine. And and I guarantee you, they got a chip on their shoulder
2: after the bubble when he wasn't there. I mean, it's not his fault, obviously, but when he wasn't, well, no, it kind of was. Didn't he take the surgery like at a weird time or something? No, no, it wasn't his fault. Surgery. Oh,
1: yeah. He started getting surgery right when they suspended the season they're like there's probably not gonna oh. be anything yeah so okay, okay. he kind of got screwed over by that but
0: yeah he talked about his injury too for a while that, that was interesting too he was saying that he was like rehabbing it but it never got better so there, yeah, there yeah. was there was no timetable for the nba to come back yet so they were just like well if it's not getting better let's just fix it and then it just so happened that we ended up going back and playing in the bubble and all that stuff. So um, see, I
1: hate that. I wish he had been able to play because I think that would have given all of us a lot of peace of mind coming into the season if we knew oh, yeah. you know, hey, what are we getting into? Same with Trey Lyles. I wish he'd been able to play because it would have been yeah, nice oh, yeah. to see like you know, what, what he can do in that system. But I mean, hey, I guess that's what the first part of this season is gonna be about.
0: Here, mm-hmm. r- real quick before before we keep going, uh, we're gonna wrap up the show here in about 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, but uh, before we go, if you're watching, make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, right? We're trying to grow and we're so excited. We've been growing, like we've been like when the past month we've had like a hundred and thirty new subscribers on YouTube yeah. alone, right? Or something like that. So thank you, Spurs Nation, for subscribing and hanging out with us and watching us. We really appreciate you guys. We have so much more coming for you. Matter of fact, this type of format show, guys, where we're just kind of hanging out and, you know, shooting the shit, talking Spurs, this is going to be our new podcast show, right? So make sure that you go and follow our podcast on Apple, Spotify, um, wherever you get your podcast jam on. Guys, we're going to be there. Just look up Order on the Court, and we're going to have a weekly podcast that's more of this long-form Type content for you guys You know we love to just come out here and shoot the shit with you guys And you know all that stuff But starting next week We have a brand new OOC live If you tuned in last week we talked about it um, There's It's a whole new thing Right so we're, we are very excited We've been preparing for a while We've been you know practicing Rehearsing behind the scenes You know we're very excited for next week And for the rest of you know as long as you guys enjoy the show We'll keep bringing it to you guys So thank you guys so much for for hanging out with us. Make sure to subscribe to not just OOC, but our individual um, channels as well. Go to Facebook and subscribe to Harrison's channel, San Antonio Spurs Talk, um, YouTube, Clan the Spurs Fan, and you can find my work on YouTube as well at Spurs Film Room. Um, So that being said, uh, Lonnie Walker trained with Drew Holiday. y'all catch that?
1: Yeah, I saw that. That's
2: interesting. I
0: didn't no. know about that. What do you think?
1: Man, that's a good guy to train with. I didn't see Drew Holiday being part of the equation before. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, i were, like, it makes sense when DeMar and Kawhi Leonard would say, Yeah, we worked out with Kobe. I'm like, OK, that makes kind of sense. Their games are a little similar. I, yeah. I never would have made the comparison between DeJounte and uh, Drew Holiday, but Drew Holiday's got a lot of knowledge to
0: pass yeah. on. So Lonnie. I'll take it. Um, yeah, Lonnie said that when he was a kid he met him. I think that's why he did it. That like when he was in Pennsylvania yeah. when when Drew Holiday was on the 76ers like way back in the day that he like met him once and and now, you know, he's in the same league with him, so he must have hit him up and and that's probably someone that he just really respects and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool because like, dude Drew Holiday is like top five defender guard defenders in the league mm-hmm. at the guard position. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um, Lonnie has never compared himself to anybody. I don't know if you've ever like noticed that since his rookie year, he's always just said that I am Lonnie Walker. There ain't no one. Like, I, I don't want to compare myself to nobody because I'm, I'm, you know, who I am, you know, like he's always had that attitude. So, and his game is kind of like that too. Right. Cause it's kind of like, man, we really don't know what he is. You know, is he like, a slasher, is he a shooter? Is he an in-between guy? You know what, what is he? You know, we don't really know. We know he's like has the potential to be great at all those things, but what is he? And um, he finally kind of compared himself to someone in this interview, which was Drew Holiday. And I thought that was interesting that he's just like, I want to be like a two-way guy, I want to be a guy who's great on both ends of the floor, right? And so, and that's where that's that's just something that kind of popped up to me. True, true, interview.
2: true holiday is one of my favorite players in, in the league, period. Like, I, I love the way he approached the game. Uh, he's a good playmaker. You can count on him every game. Uh good defender. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's like a match made in heaven. And a, and a very mature guy. Like he does yeah. he's not involved in a lot of scandals or like I think that's the perfect guy to for Lonnie to yeah. you know learn from. I didn't know yeah. that
0: he like looked up to him though. I never like, knew that. Like never requested a trade or you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. anything dumb like 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 that, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's true. Yeah. Um anything else from Lonnie's interview or any of the other interviews?
1: Nah, they all start to run together after a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just – you know, Devin Vassell came out the other day and it was just basic rookie stuff. He's like, I'm excited yeah. and uh, I'm learning a lot. And, you know, the, uh, when they asked him what was the biggest thing right now that he's learning that he's having difficulty with, and he just kind of said – uh just the 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 game, like the NBA game. The the differences, you know, between college and NBA, the rules and all that stuff. So he's just, yeah. And but yeah, so it's, it's a it's a huge difference. But he's he's gonna be just fine, guys. This freaking guy is gonna ball for us, man. I cannot wait. Um, any last Lonnie. last thoughts, guys? Before we go, I think Lonnie Walker is gonna be the guy. I, I do have a one
2: question, which I'm sure you guys don't even want to answer. But yeah, who's who's better, White or uh, DJ Harrison? You wanna go first?
1: brin forbes um, <laughs> you know me i don't ever do that, uh-huh. that kind of crap i, I like uh-huh. situational stuff um you know if i want my offense to run really smoothly i think white's the better player you know mm-hmm. if i want kind of a run and gun style with a lot of defense uh jumping passing lanes i think DJ's my player i mean i like both of them a whole lot i like them on the floor together that's yeah. it's yeah i can't really choose to be honest you so, only
0: get one okay so
1: well if i if i only get one i'll take Derek just because he's cheaper and right, i can put go. another player next to him Derek, why
0: he <laughs> <say that? laughs> he's a, a cheaper contract um i want to hear that well here's my thing man <laughs> with with murray everyone always questions who the leader is on the spurs no one knows who it is it's murray it's murray It is Murray. And. It, you know he's not our best player in any regard, but he's our leader in the locker room on the court. Um, so that's what I love about Murray. But when it comes to on the court stuff at the point guard position, like you said, Harrison White, White's the better point guard. I don't mind saying that. Um, I don't want to say either or is better player than the other because they're both valuable, like you know, like in crazy ways and in and, and, and different polar opposite ways, but uh. White to me is is the better point guard. The way he runs the show, the way he can find open players, the way he doesn't force the issue, the way he's just so head savvy with the ball in his hand. I trust that we can win any game where the ball is in his hand. And, and I don't mm-hmm. feel the same way in Dejounte. In that fact, not not necessarily that's a knock on him, but just no, no. I'm a point guard myself. I love point guards: Jason Kidd, Magic Johnson, Tony P, Steve Francis, whatever we'll go down the list, but. Yeah. But uh, at the point position, I think it's Derek. Now, now let me let me ask, let me follow up that question with another question. Next week, on our first OOC live show, we're going to talk about starting lineups. That's the mailbag question from David Corley on Instagram. In case you're in case you're watching, um, but is a Lamarcus Jakob, Derek Dejounte, Demar. The lineup that we're probably what, what? What do you think the odds? I'll put I'll put the the line at sixty percent. Okay, so over under, right on on like maybe not opening night because of injuries, right, and stuff like that. But maybe the lineup that they're looking at. Do you think that's the one that's going to be, or is either Dejounte or Derek coming off the bench and or L.A. and Jakob? Uh,
2: I I guess I'll start. I, I think DJ and Derek going to come off the. Bench. It's it's really tough because you know there's a big difference between last season and this season because now it's like Eubanks is a sure thing, so it's not one of those things where he may or may not play. More than likely, he's gonna play. Um, ah, that's a that's a tough one. I, I'm assuming that there's they'll still try to go small somehow. Um, and with that, I would say DJ Derek starts and Jakob still comes off the bench and La at five, and then Trey Lyles at four, and then Demar Derozan at three. I think that's what it would look like.
1: What do you think, um, Harrison? Yeah, I mean, I think it probably ends up like that. I Honestly, as much as we just talked about DJ and uh, White, what would you think if Pop just out of nowhere put Patty Mills in the starting lineup and saw what he could do? <laughs> that, that would be interesting. I don't think it'll happen, no. but uh, I also wouldn't mind. I mean, I'd like to see both DJ and White play together, but I also really like when Lonnie plays with Derek. They really mesh off each other really well. Yeah. Um, so you know, one of those two variations of the guards, and I think our front court looks kind of the same there to start. So,
0: so mm-hmm. if we're gonna go with Lamarcus at the five, because that's really the question, right? It's like, okay, well, Lamarcus gonna shoot more threes from the four, or from the five, or the I five. I think
1: I think he'll probably play four, and I'd say probably Trey at the five. Uh, that seems see to that. be what they what they did, and. For what it's worth, uh-huh. it worked pretty well with that whole rotating post look because Trey's uh, a much much better at getting out to that three point line and, and kind of playing
0: out there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. I I didn't think about that. I haven't thought about that at all. Tra- yeah, Trey's because, gonna shoot
2: a lot of threes.
0: Trey's gonna be crucial, bro. My yeah. my like dark horses for this whole season are Trey and Luca. Like, dude, Trey and Luca are our two best shooters, probably outside of I don't know, who's our best three point shooter right now out of everybody probably yeah. mills 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 okay so it's mills, mills. and then and then who
1: vassell if he uh comes no. out and plays so he hasn't I,
0: shot one nba three uh, harrison how can we say he's the he's better than like, so Rudy. I, think, I think he's
1: gonna end up being one of the best i think maybe, if, maybe. okay if, I, we're, if you're agree. going by minutes i think it's probably uh derrick as our second because, you know, we, we don't have Forbes and Bellinelli. Obviously, people look at last season. Think, and, okay, so Patty. <laughs> are you saying, are are you you saying guards?
2: Are you saying guards? No, just no, overall? the whole team, the whole team. Uh, oh, I would say Patty and then
0: Trey. I, that's where I would go with. Uh, right? Patty I mean, Trey. Derek, you're, you're right. Derek showed us something in the bubble. So if that continues, and he'll be like up there. But um, uh, uh no, dude, Trey Lyles, Luca are going to be huge in the three-point category for us this season. Okay. Um, yeah. No. I think. I think that's a good take. I, I think I'm. I'm with you, Destin. I think that you start both uh, Dejounte, Derek White, Demar Derozan. Yeah. Uh, you slide um Jakob to the bench and you insert Lonnie Walker because that's what they're saying, right? They want to play fast. So actually, it's either Lonnie Walker or Keldon. I think Keldon should start. Keldon should start. Yeah. There was a there was a there was a report out there. There's an article by somebody. I don't even remember where it was from, but. It was like, should Lonnie be like the next X Factor off the bench for the Spurs? Did y'all catch that one anywhere? Yeah,
1: I saw that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so I haven't read it. He's
1: one of those guys. He's interesting because I feel like so many people I can get a read on where they'd play better, the bench or starting, and it, it doesn't seem to make a difference to him. Uh, he plays well in either position, so which is pretty valuable. You can plug and play. <laughs>
2: he's, I think he's, I think overall, I think it'd be more effective him coming off the bench because he can kind mm-hmm. of run the second unit. But we've yeah. been saying this. I I haven't seen the article or anything, but we've been saying that that he should run the second unit, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. There's just um, he's capable of being a starter, right? Like, but I think I think team fit i mean we're asking lamarcus to change or like to you know fit the need of the spurs i think that would be kind of a similar thing it's like lonnie walker you're good enough bro like it's not that Keldon's better than you or anything like that it's just hey you bring something to the bench that i don't think any like hardly any other bench units like dude bench units haven't been able to stay with lonnie walker since his rookie season like dude, since call, me crazy,
1: call me crazy but i still think lonnie has the most potential of anyone on our team to be that kind of a star not saying he will but I think he has the potential to be the concrete best player on this team one day He he I I agree I
2: agree him 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 and uh him him or either Luke I think Luca can be too but Lonnie probably yeah
1: I think he could Lonnie just has such like interesting skill sets Luca's very raw and he can develop but Bonnie has a lot of defined traits and and stuff He's just learning how to use. I'm thinking, man.
0: And then he has all those things that you can't teach, right? Like the Houston game, you know, like that's just a little glimpse, like a little uh, grain of sand on the beach of what Mm -hmm. he probably could be. Um, But all right, that's what we're going to call it here. Spurs Nation, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, I'm Rob from Spurs Film Room. Tomorrow, no, not tomorrow, Thursday. Thursday on my channel, I'm going to be doing a live breakdown of Luka Simonich's uh, defensive play in the bubble against Utah, the very last game of the season. I know it was a throwaway game. Um, didn't really mean much. Played against maybe some second, third string guys. He played against Donovan Mitchell played in that game a few, a few times, so we'll talk about that. But anyways, that was really the only sample size that we've really seen of him in the NBA since Brooklyn since, I think, the Brooklyn game back like in December or January. So um, just to uh, be going over his progressions and how he's developed on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so hang out with me on on Thursday. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, Destin, what's going on? Man, not much. On my, my channel? channel?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I <it's> just chilling? <laughs> on my channel, uh, yeah, I got uh, your boy Lace Tunes uh, hit me up with a verse, so that's going to be cool. On a Ginobili, it's a song called Like Ginobili, it's actually really good. I actually really like it now I got right. my my friend um all star he's gonna be on it as well, so that's gonna be cool. I should have that out like sometime next week um but yeah, and then I'm working on something else um with difficult icon I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he's pretty he's pretty awesome so yeah, got some stuff going on, but that's about it as far as my channel. then I go live like randomly whenever so
0: yeah when when you're rock- when you're rocking the sick uh like pullovers and the and the and the, the scarves. I don't know, bro. Something about your swag, bro. It's, like, it's, so, it's so cozy playing, all the time. So, who called me? Yeah, you called me
1: Dapper. I was yeah, like, I called you hey, that. I did man. it on our OSC account so it could be <laughs> anonymous, but then I admitted to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I get... Somebody else called me Dapper, and I was like, dude, I never hear that. Like, Dapper? Like, who uses that word? Dude, I'm going to take credit
1: for that, because now, yeah. I, because of me, I have people calling you Dapper Clan and Smug Clan. Yeah, yeah.
0: Harrison, <laughs> tell everybody what's going on, man.
1: Yeah, so I've been watching a lot of college prospects lately with basketball starting back. Um, as they probably mentioned last week, I was trying to do one podcast a week on like five or six players. And then next up videos It's too tough. Cause it takes like three hours to edit each episode and like another four hours to record footage. So I'm trying to release a video on draft prospects, like every three weeks, cover a few of them in there, get it all edited. Cause uh, quite frankly, I wasn't satisfied with the quality of the content I was putting out. So Still going to have those, just a little few and far between. But uh, yeah, other than that, just working on uh, getting better quality stuff out. And I think we're at like 435 subscribers. So y'all get us to 500, man. Get us yeah. to 500 and then get us to 1,000 and much more. But we'll stick with 500 for now.
0: Yeah, sir. we're growing. And guys, if you want to see all this stuff, like you want to see what I got going on. You want to see what Harrison's doing in the college world. You want to see, you know, what uh, the every time, every few weeks, Destin's dropping new fire. If you ever want to see all that stuff, you just want to go to one place, go to OOCspurs.com. All right. Everything is there. We all have our own individual pages there. If you want to support us, go check out the shop. We're posting up designs there as well. Um, And make sure to subscribe to our podcast because next week, next week's a big week for us here at OOC. So make sure that you tune in to brand new OOC live. And it's, it's just there's just so much going on, right? So just stay tuned. Go to our website. Bookmark it on your browser. Go Spurs Go. Somebody's going to sign us off?
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, Get ready for this, guys. This this list, little gavel bang marks the end of the first OOC era and on to the bigger and better era. So there you go. <laughs> with all that said, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Courts adjourned, baby.